Hello and welcome to the Philscope podcast. This is uh, right before the final gimmick, before the World Cup break. And uh, we are waiting, like the last two weeks, for early team news to make our transfers. <laughs> uh, we had a bit, a bit of an issue, me and Kevin, uh, last week. I was in uh, London. as you, If you watched last week's uh, episode, you would have seen me being with Kevin in London. And basically for the deadline, uh, we didn't really plan... <laughs> plan as much as we should have so we were both on our separate errands when the deadline was about to come up and the leaks came so that uh became uh, well an interesting story that i'll tell pretty soon but first i'm just going to introduce my first or my guests co-hosts as it were um first i'm going to go to uh, kevin how you've been you obviously had a birthday you're 29 years old now you're pretty close to 30 uh how's life can't complain, I guess. Uh, uh, life's pretty good. It's just a shame that um, FPL, Pep, Foden, Holland, everyone just keeps screwing me over. But uh, I'm still surviving and had a great birthday, mainly thanks to you as well. So I'll give you where the uh, props are due, I guess. Thank you. And uh, Kimo, what was your deadline like? How did you handle the leaks and the deadline and the transfers and stuff? To be honest, I was pretty chill because I knew somehow that the app is going to work. So I used the app. App was working very smoothly. I was a bit stressed in the in the beginning when I saw the, the site is crashing. But yeah, it's for everyone. I opened up the app really quickly. It, it was working. So I was like, oh, now, now I'm going to do my transfers really calmly. And I waited for the early news. I saw Hollanders on the bench. I saw Foden, so I sold them both. <laughs> I got De Bruyne. He got an assist and bonus. I got Alvarez. He got three bonus, one goal. Really beautiful goal, which is reminding me of Aguero's mm. finish. Yeah, he, he really reminds me of Aguero, just like up at the top. Really, really typical Aguero goal. So I, I did my transfers. It was successful, but uh, more stressful when Holland came playing again. So that will put me in a dilemma. We'll come to that uh, later. Yeah, uh, so you obviously were ready for the deadline. Uh, me and Kevin were a bit unprepared, like I mentioned earlier. I'm going to go deeper into that now. Um, Saturday, when the deadline was, was basically Kevin's birthday, November 5th. And uh, he was going to have a big birthday party later that evening. And uh, we needed, well, some people were staying over at his flat after the party. So we needed an air mattress. So I got the task to go buy the air mattress while Kevin and his brother went out to get haircuts. And this was the same time as the deadline. We <laughs> it's sort of like gathered once we were out and about. So I was on my way to Greenwich in London um, on the tube. And I figured like, oh, damn, the deadline will come up and the the like the whole uh, team news and ticks uh, leaks will come with the Man City match. So I should really be aware and I should send the message to Kevin as well. Like, make sure you're you're aware that the deadline is here. Uh, but yeah, so I messaged Kevin, like there will be deadline use at, uh, 10 past one UK time. That's what, the, yeah. the leak, the leaks said, uh, and stuff, and that I was going to send him like a message if, uh, hold under Foden or benched or not. Uh, so basically I went to buy the air mattress, but Kevin and his brother had sent me to the wrong address. So I went to like a collection. <laughs> I went to That's like That's incorrect. <laughs> I definitely told you to go to the correct place. And then Tim's like, let's go to Greenwich. <laughs> 
Fair enough. Okay. Guys. So Kevin's Kevin's brother uh, sent me to yes. the wrong place. I was gonna go to Stratford uh, initially to the big uh, Westfields there and uh, by that Argos, but on the instead I was sent to Greenwich where I went to like a Sainsbury's collection point where I couldn't really order anything. It was just like if I had already ordered, it would be there, but I hadn't ordered their matches. But anyways, I I arrived there around like uh, one UK time, so like right before the leaks. So I would just like decided to just stay because I knew like my internet connection on my phone wouldn't be the best uh, abroad. So I just figured like I'll just stay here where I have a good interconnection. I'll just stay here until the leaks and do my transfers as soon as I as soon as I can if I get news. Um, so basically, uh, ten minutes later, I was still in the Sainsbury's <laughs> waiting for team news, and then obviously the Instagram video leaked with like this guy uh, pretending to be Pep uh, or impersonating Pep, bringing the team news. It was good. Yeah, it was good. Uh, so yeah, so I was basically in the Tesco, just like, hold up, I gotta listen to these uh, team news right real quick before I do my transfers. So just standing there, updating my team uh, or updating the FPL app, and then I heard that Foden and Holland were not going to play from start. So I figured, yeah, I should just sell them. Uh, and I quickly did transfers. I did De Bruyne. Well, we, we'll get to the transfer later, but I quickly did my transfers. Um, and then I messaged Kevin straight away, just said like whole and phone benched, but he still hadn't seen like my previous message that he should be aware. Getting so his he, hair. He was sitting in a, <laughs> the hairdresser just getting his hair cut. So <laughs> he was not aware of the of the deadline. I, so I can't imagine. Oh. So yeah, Kevin, Kevin wasn't even on the app trying to get in, or he, he didn't even get blocked from doing the transfers and getting the the page that Planner you saw where you're unavailable to load the requested page at this time. Uh, but to be fair to Kevin, he had already done two transfers, so there's not, it's not sure, I'm not sure that he would have done transfers anyway, but either way, that's the story of uh, how the the early team Listen, listen learn, Kevin, never cut your hair at the deadline time. <laughs> I mean, man, I didn't expect it to take two and a half hours to get my fucking hair cut, so I was just like, <laughs> what's going on? Because I thought about it, I'm like, oh god, FPL is coming up soon, but then yeah. I'm like, you know what? He's making my beard look sick, so I'll just let him do his thing, and then I just <laughs> is it, is it? yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens, right? At the end of the day. But yeah, so that's a lesson learned for next week. The we will have the same problem, I guess, for the yeah. next game week. Where City have once again for the third game week in a row, they have the early early fixture. Yeah. I was affected the last game week before game week fourteen when I tried to do fold into Almiron and it didn't go through. That has cost me about 15, 20 points. I really, I really, I really think that they did it on purpose. I just have this slide <laughs> out that I, I don't know. It's not coincidence two times in a row. I don't know. I mean, they, they really should have made their service better. But I saw on FPL Reddit that some guy had like complained through email and gotten a response. And they said that they had looked into the issue and it's it's not going to happen again or they're going to try to make it not happen again. But we'll see. We'll, we'll see. It's going to be a lot of traffic right before the deadline. So that's the question also. Should you do the transfers before the leaks or do you want to wait for the leaks? But we'll get into that later as well. But I know that all three of us will be ready at the computer, by the computer, when the deadline uh, leaks uh is happening this week i'm sure but anyways that's enough of the past week's uh, introduction what happened then let's go to this week's content and the table of contents i've gone through this table the last few episodes as well but i will just quickly run through it again we start with our game week 15 teams just looking at the transfers we did make uh and uh, which players we had and how they scored this game week 
Then we look at the fixtures, and there's only one fixture to look at this week because it's the final game week before the World Cup, like I mentioned. And uh, that means that our make the case or our players to watch section is players that you can take a one week punt on this week, pretty much. And then after that, we go over to the weekly wildcard drafts. Uh, this week, Holland is back as the number one pick for me, and uh, we'll see who follows him. This is also assuming he's fit to start, which I think he's going to be. And then finally, we look at our gaming 16 plans. What are we doing for our transfers and captaincy? Uh, again, Holland will be another yet another time. He will be uh, an interesting point of discussion, uh, which is why we made our podcast or this episode named Erling News. So <laughs> his Norwegian name, Erling, doesn't work with the play on words. You have that there, but Erling, early. I mean, you yeah. get the joke. You get the joke. Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's move on to our gimmick 13 scores. I am number one this week. Uh, in terms of uh, the order and I had a really good game week so I went up well my season hasn't been that good so far but it gave me a green arrow up to about 1.5 million which is one of the best ranks I've had so far this season which is really depressing but uh, (laughs) one of the main reasons for that was uh, Gabriel Magalash who scored a beautiful goal he tapped it in from uh, two centimeters against uh, (laughs) against Chelsea thank you Kai Howards for letting the ball pass past you and Cucurella um, as well yeah Chelsea's defenders were not on the their best uh, behavior in that in that match for sure and then also Trippier of course every single game week he provides points he got subbed off before they conceded so perfect for me who has only Trippier and no Pope or Botman or any of those guys so that was perfect for me one guy who's not perfect for me is Cancelo who is uh, well and truly cursed since I brought him in he got a red card minus two which is what I've come to expect when Cancelo is in my team. He's usually amazing when I don't have him and not that good when I have him, and he's still true to form. I brought in Kevin De Bruyne for Foden, and I brought in Wilson for Holland. I did the double transfer after I saw the leaks. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne was my captain. That was the main reason I did those transfers to Captain KDB. He got seven points times two, which is 14, uh, which is okay for a captain, but if I hadn't done the captaincy change move, I probably would have captained Salah. Why why didn't points. you why didn't you do Alvarez? That's the thing. That's what I was uh, saying earlier. That I was just so stressed because of the deadline and being in the ah. shop with without a good internet connection. I was just like, oh, I, I need to do Wilson. It's been good. Wilson is really good. Yeah. So I just got him straight away without thinking that. Okay, of course Alvarez will start now. The hold on something, but. To be fair, I also thought about more than just this game week. Also next game week because I know. You guys, uh, or Kimo, you're the only one who has Alvarez. Uh, you're thinking of selling him because he's probably not going to start if Holland is back. So Wilson against Chelsea is better than... You never than, know if we get a yeah, league. You never, you never know, but Wilson against Chelsea is better than Alvarez potentially. I, I actually, I actually bought him for one week, one week punt and just like I expected him to score more than one goal. And yeah, that, yeah. that would have been the case if Cancelo didn't get the red card early. That's true. So definitely, I, I I think I mentioned this to Kevin right after the deadline, or when once we met up again with him with a new haircut and me with a air mattress. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I think I mentioned like, oh, I probably should have done Alvarez rather than yeah. Wilson, but it was so, just so you he, would he, you would if you had like more time, you would have done Alvarez. I, pr- I probably would have. Uh, yeah. But looking forward, it's not like I lost eight points from it. But yeah, looking forward, maybe it's not that big of a deal. Wilson might be better now. 
Obviously, yeah. I didn't expect Wilson to be subbed off at the half, but that was always a risk considering he had been sick previously, previously in the week. So, yeah. Mm. So, Wilson only got me one point. He was one of the disappointments, along with Martinelli, got only three points. He's been tapering off a bit lately. Salah got 15 points, as I mentioned. And then we come to Wilfred Saha, who had 12 points against uh, my favorite team, West Ham, which was uh, sad for me as a West Ham fan, but at least I kept him in my FPL team. I was going to sell him. If it wasn't for the Man City Leaks, I would have sold him for either Rashford or Trossard. So luckily I earned points from that. But That's what I at, did. At the same time, I would have sold Skamaka as well if the if it wasn't for the Foden and Holland benchings. And uh, Skamaka got a one-pointer getting subbed off at the half, which yes. uh, makes me question if he's going to start the next match as well. Jesus also kind of a disappointment, only two points, but... That's what you get with Jesus away is games. It, is it the reason playing. you kept you kept Zaha? Is it because you saw Kevin and you had like a good memories from Zaha beating Kevin some years back? Was nah, it it's mostly a nostalgia thing. I mean, we'll we'll get to that when you come to your transfers. But I figured like Zaha versus Trossard. I really want Trossard still. Yeah, I wanted him last week as well. But I figured like four points and Zaha or Trossard. Uh, I'll just stick with Saha. And also, like I said, I didn't have much time. I think the side would have yep. crashed on me anyway because of the internet, so I wouldn't been a- been able to do it like after I did the two transfers initially. So that was my reasoning for that. Once again, my bench was pretty good. Uh, Ward, another clean sheet on my bench. <laughs> oh, like the fifth time in six game weeks or something. Yeah. And yet another time, Bailey on my bench with a goal. He scored against Man United. He scored. Uh, I saw. I just saw this stat right before the podcast. Actually, that he scored his fourth goal for Aston Villa, and all of them have been for different managers, which is kind of a yeah. <laughs> interesting point. So let's see if he can score more than one goal for. I, uh, I think we said it last last podcast when we said that he thrives under a new manager when he comes. Really, yeah. And now he scored. Now he scored for his fourth manager. Yeah, Kevin. Yeah, no, I was also mentioned in the previous thing that wingers are the forefront of Unai Emery's plans, and that's exactly what happened and he scored so yeah that's me a really good start under Emery but yeah that was my uh, game week that was 75 points in total which was really good I'm really happy with that finally I had a good game week (laughs) it's been a long time I will move on to someone who didn't have uh, as good of a game week but has a better rank than me and that is uh, Kevin yeah uh, in regards to my uh, game week 15 team Generally speaking, I'm not super unhappy with it. It's just that obviously the Saha Trossard thing hurt. But if you think about it, I was always going to get rid of Saha prior to a lot of this type of stuff. And he's been hit and miss. Uh, If Antonio wasn't so terrible at football, he probably wouldn't have gotten 12 points as well because Mm. uh, he very uh, obviously uh, screwed up the chance that could have made sure that West Ham won, but obviously it led to the counter that uh, Olise managed to freakishly score because it took a pretty nasty deflection, in my opinion, but I guess the shot was always on target. Other than that, uh, Matias uh, stunk up my team by getting Cancelo sent off. Um, Holland uh, played, scored, then was offside and then scored a penalty, then stupidly took off his jersey to get a yellow card and remove a bunch of bonus. Yeah. Um, Calvert-Lewin, who got two points, uh, got injured. Wilson, again, Matias jinxed him. Um, Saka got stolen a goal from, uh, I mean, if I was an Arsenal fan or just a fan of any football team, 
I want Gabrielle to kick the ball in to make sure the ball goes in. But as a soccer owner, instead of assist, I could have gone a goal and bonus three and whatever. Uh, but generally speaking, considering my week game week last week, I can't get that angry at 52 points. Uh, yes, it's below the average, I think, in the end. But, uh, you know, that's FPL. One week it goes super well. The next week it goes, you know, uh, bad. But you know what? I got a fresh trim. I had a great birthday. Life is good. I can't complain. Over to Chemo for his wonderful team. Yes. Let's take a Chemo's team. You made uh, three transfers, Chemo. Take us through your thought process behind the transfers. Uh, well, as I, th- as I said, it's mandatory transfers. Both of them were not playing for the Holland. As I said, was lucky that the application was working and I had like 10 minutes to navigate I really wanted De Bruyne. He's, he's, he's been talking that he wants to get better and get better. And Pep was like, yeah, De Bruyne is not at his best. The best is yet to come. And so on. So I really wanted him in my team, especially after his last two beautiful goals in the, in the Guinness Leicester, wasn't it? And Alvarez was like the logical option for me. He's starting. They're playing against a shitty team. They're going to win with two or three goals and that didn't really happen. It was like the weakest defense in the league, but the Cancelo red card at the beginning was really frustrating, I would say. So Raya was a two points and I have I have no uh, <laughs> uh, word, luckily, so I don't regret his clean sheet on the, on the bench. Cancelo minus two, Trippier, as usual, no need to talk about it. Gabriel was really lucky. I was so surprised. I was actually like buying some food from the supermarket and I got like the... The notification, I was like hoping it's either Saka or Martinelli, one goal, one assist or something like that. And I opened the notification, it was like Gabriel. I was like, wow, really? <laughs> this is so cool, you know what I mean? Out of the blue, one unexpected goal, 15 points, really good and handy. Saka, five points, Martinelli, I cannot complain from both of them. Throws out one assist, mm, would have expected to get him more since I saw Saha was 12 points. But anyway, back again, it was really... Uh, wrong uh, transfer, wrong decision. I should have kept Zaha minus four and 12 points would have given me a lot of advantage to that. But I wanted Trossard just for the next two game weeks and I expected him to score more than that. Salah, the Egyptian king, two goals, 15 points. That's lovely. De Bruyne, captain. I would have still captained him once again. Alvarez, nine point, And the lazy man who never runs, who never shoots, who never does anything. And I have a little bit of grudge from you, Matthias. I felt like you pushed me to to, <laughs> to be convinced that Sakamaka is, is a really good option. I don't know. Just whenever I see my team, I remember you and I get angry at you. You know what I mean? That's why the reason <laughs> I don't answer you on WhatsApp sometimes is because Sakamaka. <laughs> nah, you, you, you made Sakamaka happen as well because you, you praised him as well back when we did our wild cards. It wasn't just me. I was saying that he's he's been a good finisher. He's had some good home games from for West Ham yeah. and he did up until recently, of course. Up until we bought him. Yeah, of course, but that's the story of me and my West Ham players this whole season. Like, whenever I buy them, they don't do anything. And then when I don't have them, they're pretty good. So, yeah, uh, yeah that's that might be no, an indication. Nothing to look I'm... at my bench. My bench is really miserable. Iverson with zero points. He he will yeah. fly right after this, this game week with some new transfers. Bueno, one point. Williams, one point. 
Archer, I don't know why is he doing in my team, but yeah, we'll, we'll come to that later. <laughs> you, you <laughs> yeah. say that, you say that every but, week. But totally 79 points with a minus four is really good. I had like a green arrows in all the mini leagues, so really happy about that. And thanks, I think, to Gabriel and Alvarez. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we both did one good thing and one bad thing with our transfers this week. You did the yep. minus four with Saha to Trossard, which I didn't do, but you also brought in Alvarez rather than yep. me bringing in Wilson. Uh, so that earned you more points than me this game week uh, in yep. terms of the final points. But in terms of total points, since you did a minus four and I didn't, we both end up with 75 points. So it's uh, given is feeling bad. See us, <laughs> but yeah. As I was gonna, as I was gonna say earlier, that uh, I complained right after we did our wild card in week thirteen. We had a terrible game week, but yeah. now with uh, Gabriel getting fifteen points, we're getting some yeah. returns now finally yeah. on the wild card. And a clean sheet against Chelsea—that's unexpected. I Definitely. Think so. so the we're getting some returns from our Arsenal players that we yeah. invested in with our wild card, yeah. which Kevin Kevin does not have. Kevin only has Saka. So yeah, I, I enjoy the... seeing him in the, with a red arrow between us. Really <laughs> delicious. <laughs> but yeah, so the the league between us three, the internal league between us three, is tightening up a bit. Uh, but Kevin is currently our top ranked player. It's at 662k, while Kimo is 1.1 million. Uh, but yeah, that's our gaming 15 teams. Uh, we'll move on to the next piece of content, which is the fixture ticker, which is really small this week because it's only one match per uh, team yeah. before the World Cup break. Yeah. Uh, so that is a good time for us to look at the difficulty rating system that I have created. You buy, you both trusted me to do the ratings um, yeah. in terms of difficulty for the teams. So looking at this chart here, looking at which matches I rate as the easiest and which matches I rate as the hardest. Your bias any... was West Ham, I think. This is probably true, but uh, to... <laughs> I haven't really changed. I didn't uh, have the time to change the colors from last week. Yeah. So West Ham lost against Crystal Palace, which is pretty bad. Hasn't been uh, adjusted for, I guess. So West Ham away is a uh, gray fixture, which is a uh, three out of five difficult, difficult rating uh, on par with Brighton away, which is, eh, it's not, it's not that big of a difference, I guess, but anything you can see, Kevin, that you disagree with in terms of the difficulty ratings? Yeah, quite a few uh, to begin with uh, Newcastle, Chelsea. I would normally have been like, that's fine. But considering Newcastle's form as of late, I feel like it's, um, yeah, I feel like it's a bit um, low. Should maybe be higher in terms of maybe like See. in like, do we really think Aston Villa against Brighton away is considered easier? So you think the Newcastle away fixture should be considered I, easier than I, I have think? It. No, no, no. Oh, is. Yeah, if you want it harder, you want it okay, lower fine, down fine, on fine, list. Fine, 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 fine. Kevin, you're you're not in the birthday mood uh, party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Fair enough. You know what? So I have it's New, okay. Newcastle away is my it's fourth okay. most difficult fixture this week. Fine, 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 fine. Only Liverpool away, Arsenal home, and City away. Fine, 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 fine. Then I don't have disagreement. I think it's it's it's. No, then it's fine. I guess. You, you uh, never know what kind of Aston Villa will show up against Brighton. I don't know. It's just weird. You know, against, yeah. like under Unai Emery. You never, you never know. It's just, it can be like the magic effect of the new, the new trainer. I don't know. 
Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Then I don't disagree with anything. We'll have to. We'll have to watch uh, Aston Villa. They obviously had a really good match against Man United, one three one under Naimery. They look really strong. So I currently have them as uh, the easiest level of fixture, uh, dark blue. That might change, but this is at home for Brighton. I think they have a good chance to score there. That's another reason why I might bring in Trossard. But let's take a look more at the stats for each team. Uh, this is the table where we have incorporated both the expected goals the last six game weeks yeah. and the uh, expected goals conceded the last six game weeks. Uh, interestingly enough, the best team for expected goals the last six game weeks is West Ham, which is uh, kind of surprising considering in those six matches they had uh, two wins, three losses, and one draw. Uh, so that tells you something about XG and that you shouldn't always trust it. They haven't really scored that many goals either. Yeah. And uh, to that point, I looked through the last six matches where they had the most and the least XG and stuff. And I think the Fulham match is where they clearly got most of the XG. That's also, coincidentally, that's the sixth match out of these six matches. So next game week, that match will go out. So West Ham will probably plummet in the rankings next uh, yeah, next but, game week. You never know. They're going to play against Leicester. And one, one interesting information that I just found out uh, against Leicester and West Ham, they scored two goals or more in the last seven game weeks against Leicester in the league. So, yeah. so they usually score two or three goals. And it's... I mean, it, it's a really, really game full of uh, full of goals. They could easily score against Leicester, but they scored three goals and had three point four, I think, xG yeah. against against Fulham. Yeah, I know what you mean. And just another point on the whole xG thing. Uh, obviously, one I, I looked at, like the other thing with xG is it differs from site to site because I think on Understat, which is like one of the free uh, sites where you can look at xG, mm. they had one Bowen chance at zero point ninety six. Mm. In terms of expected goals, which is insanely high, so it's just like, what what chance was this? Yeah. So I looked back at the replay, and that's it's basically in the 25th minute. Uh, it was a cross from Crestal to Skamaka, who missed an open header from yeah. pretty. It was like 0.3 xG. Uh, I remember. And it. then and then Bowen gets the gets the rebound, but Bowen is right in front of the goalkeeper, so he shoots it into the goalkeeper and goes to outer corner. So it didn't look like 0.96 no. in my eyes. The Skamaka no. chance for 0.3 looked about as big as the Bowen chance. So, But on top of that, West Ham gained from 0.96 plus 0.3. They gained 0. or 1.26 in XG. And they can obviously only score one goal from that one chance or that double chance. So that's also what you got to figure out with XG as well. There, there are some drawbacks to it in terms of rebounds rebound goals you can't get two goals from <laughs> you can get two xg from uh, a situation where you can only get one goal so yeah. you got to keep that in mind also in terms of um xg they only count uh shots that are made so people who miss the ball like when the ball just passes uh, by a striker's foot that is not counted for xg so there could be big chances where like people are a centimeter away from getting connection to the ball yeah. and that didn't get registered as xg so you should you should always have these things in mind when you look at XG and use stats. You should also use your eye tests. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts of uh, XG and XGC. Um, Kimo, do you have any? You've mentioned earlier that you like the eye test. I, I think I think I take it in consideration, but it's it's not like the one thing that makes me that drive me to to make a decision. I think so. Like look, looking at uh, looking at Man City, they have lower expected goals than. So many teams on the table right now, like Leeds and Fulham. So I think, again, Man City will score more goals. This is 
what you have to keep in consideration, the nature of the game. Is it home or away? Is it against like a weak team or not? Do they score more goals against them? And so on. So I just like to look at it sometime, but it's not it's not like a basic thing for me to 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 base my decision in it. Yeah. Kevin, got any thoughts? Yeah, 100%. I totally agree with that because nothing should be taken as the be-all, end-all. And I feel that a lot, a lot of people put so much weight into XG and XGC. And I'm just like, you can't. Because if you do, then we should all be tripling up on West Ham. And they suck. And no offense. But they, they haven't been performing in the way that you know this is making you think that they should and etc and i think eyeball test is for me much better like you can see how a team plays you know what to expect but yeah i mean you can't put i think you should take everything with a pinch of salt at the end of the day but xg for me is uh a bit overrated in that regards because it lets me down more times when i make a decision based on xg than when I do do an eyeball test, essentially, take take a look. Uh, take a look at uh, at Tottenham, for example, or take yeah. take a look at uh, at uh, Chelsea attack. It's it, it doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I think Chelsea uh, still weak. Chelsea Chelsea attack. I think that makes sense. I, I have not been impressed by Chelsea offensively <laughs> in the last few. Oh no, no, I I don't remember. I don't remember when was the last time I had a Chelsea attacker on my team. That's yeah. been so ages ago. Anyways, to that point of XG and how uh, we should take it with a pinch of salt, like Kevin said, uh, the number two team for expected goals the last six game weeks is uh, Leeds, which, fair enough, they scored four goals against Bournemouth last game week. That helps them uh, in this case. Leicester, or Leeds, I almost said Leicester. Leeds are pretty good offensively, but defensively, they're not that good. So yeah. it's it's an interesting team for sure. And then Fulham are third. Same as with Leeds, they're terribly defensively, which might help them go more offensive when they need to score. Uh, They're third with 9.73 XG. Leeds were at second with 9.72, 79, I'm sorry. And then the bottom three, this might also be why Kevin is against it. The bottom team for XG is uh, Everton, Kevin's favorite team, (laughs) 4.87. Second from bottom is uh, Southampton with 5.38. They just sacked Hasenhutl and they still haven't uh, assigned a new manager. Uh, we'll wait and see who they who they get. Uh, there's been some rumors. I think about. they have appointed one. Of... They've appointed someone. Nathan Larry Jones, was it? I don't know. O'Neill. The Luton manager? Or am I mistaken? No, no, like a... I don't know. O'Neill or Johnson. I don't remember. But they appointed someone. It's not a pretty famous face for me. But it doesn't really matter. They, he's not going to do much between one week. Yeah. Especially the next week uh, at Anfield against Liverpool, and I and think I think, I think Everton will score goals against Bournemouth. I am hundred percent sure they will. Yeah, thank you. And then third from bottom is Crystal Palace, uh, who, I, I, well, they had decent XG against West Ham, but they still they still managed to score two goals. Him, but they have a good opponent. I don't trust them, but yeah. Yeah. And in terms of expected goals conceded, the top team is Man City, which I think we can all agree on as well. Yeah. Makes sense. Even though they got a red card, they still managed to beat Fulham, uh, even with Cancelo gone. And yeah, I should have mentioned earlier, Cancelo, for those that are not aware, he is serving a suspension right now uh, in City's uh, League Cup fixture. So he'll be back for game week 16. So there's no reason to sell him apart from Foden the is on the bench, by the way. Yeah, Foden's bench, so that that's good for uh, for him Maris playing. Starting, yeah. 
that's good for both Foden and Holland starting. Uh-oh. For sure. So that will uh, that's something we'll have to take into account for uh, our future plans, which yeah. we'll get to pretty soon. Just to finish up with the expected goals conceded, Arsenal are number two, which also, again, makes sense. Uh, Gabriel Magalash, one of my uh, favorites in FPL, one of my dad's favorites in FPL, actually. He was always in my plans to get him in uh, and... Uh, for the wild card, I brought him in, and that paid dividends this week against Chelsea. Uh, they're second with 4.38 xG, just slightly below Man City. And third for xG is uh, Manchester United, which has also been a surprisingly good defense lately. Apart from against Aston Villa, they conceded three times, but still, they're a bit up and down still, uh, Man United. But it seems like Ten Hag is on to something, at least, with Man United. So, is there any team in particular that sticks out to you this week Kimo I'll start with you again no, uh, no. all eyes all eyes on City I think so uh, many people will try to be cheeky and differential and go to Tottenham I, if I had the luxury if I had like if I'm in Kevin position I had Holland and, and Foden and they're gonna start I think naturally I would jump on Kane or Kulusevski or something like, like a Tottenham game should be targeted other, other than that I think most of the people will who sold Holland will try to get Holland back, or they will try to wait in the alien news and get some someone from City. I don't think any other attractive fixtures only Leeds, uh, Tottenham, and Leeds, City, and Brentford, Liverpool, Southampton. I think so. Yeah, I can see otherwise. Kevin, any uh, gems you can see here? Any teams? Yeah, I mean. If I were uh, someone who had Dominic Solanke, I'd be very happy currently because uh, we just lost to uh, Bournemouth 4-1 in the cup. Obviously, yeah, I saw that, yeah. Everton had benched their entire like starting 11 and everything like that. And Lampard's, again, been questioned over that decision because Everton are very desperate for a cup run and all this type of stuff. So for them to make that decision is very stupid but generally speaking i think if you have bournemouth and everton assets for whatever reason uh be happy because i think that match always ends like two two three three one one there's hardly ever clean sheets and if there are clean sheets it's never for everton so uh even though we bricked up the defense and whatever i'm expecting a very high scoring game specifically because Bournemouth are playing at home as well. We don't tend to do well uh, away from home against Bournemouth. So, uh, yeah, I think those assets are good. If you held on to uh, Zaha, I think, well done. Uh, I think he, he can definitely score against Nottingham Forest. Yes, Nottingham Forest are good at home, but Zaha is ridiculously streaky. When he scores one goal, it yeah. leads up to like two, three weeks of him doing so so i'm just happy that the world cup is coming up because otherwise i'd be very pissed off to have put so much faith into him sold him and then now he's finally doing returns yeah so uh to the point of the everton bournemouth fixture potentially being a goal fest you can also see in terms of the worst teams for expected goals conceded you have bournemouth and everton as two of the bottom three teams with uh, Bournemouth have 10.39 expected goals conceded the last six matches, while Everton have 10.43. The only team that's worse is uh, Liverpool for with 10.75, so maybe a cheeky Southampton player, you never know. Uh, but we will not be making the case for any Southampton players. We'll be making case for some other players. 
in the top teams here, actually, Liverpool and Tottenham, especially. So this is make the case where we basically, well, make the case for a player uh, this particular game week. Uh, we have one week punts, so the only players that are exempt are popular players that are owned by more than 10% in the total player base or owned by more than 20% in the content creators league. So I have the first pick this week, and uh, my pick is Kulisevsky. I think if you have uh, the means to get him, he's 8.0, so he's kind of on the expensive side in terms of midfielders. Uh, he has very good potential this game week at home to Leeds. Uh, he has shown already in his pretty short FPL career so far that he can be really explosive and get a goal and an assist and some bonus any given game, really. And he's still really low ownership. I think he's below 4% in total. So he's he's a really good player to have. He's obviously cheaper than Kane. Son is out, Richardson is out, so he's going to play for sure. Um, he gets assists. He got assists, uh, got an assist against Liverpool last week pretty quickly. So there are plenty of good reasons to have him in. As you can see from his statistics, I've taken the stats from his first four game weeks this season when he was actually fit and playing every game. And they are decent numbers. They're nothing like extraordinary, but he showed last season that he can be way more explosive than these numbers say as well. The only drawback with Kulisevsky is that he just came back. So I'm assuming he's going to start, but you never know how long he's going to play for since he's been out injured for a while. So that might be the only drawback for him, but good fixture, really good player. We all rate him highly. I, I know, especially me and Kevin. Kevin is who's a fellow Swede, uh, just as Kulisevsky is. I know he rates him highly. And also Kimos watched him in the Serie A. I know uh, you like him. I, as well. I really, I really like him. I really like him. It's not only the Serie A. Like last season, he he was really impressive in the wing, and he he's mm. ballsy. He he has no fear, and he he links really well with Kane. I, I noticed that the link up between him and Kane is much stronger recently when they play together than Son and Kane link up. I think so. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So that's my uh, player this week. Kevin, you have gone for Darwin Nunez. And uh, why is that? So I think the main thing with Darwin is uh, he's very similar to Gabriel Jesus. This guy should be hauling. He should be getting way more points than he does. And it's unfortunate that the red card early in the season basically just put a damper on everything. I mean, he had just scored against Fulham, you know, gotten... That wonder, you know, uh, I can only think of the Swedish uh, term of klack or back heel. There you go. Uh, <laughs> you know, he does like the nice little back heel, got the assist. And uh, yeah, it just everything sort of became a bit tumultuous and just things just sort of spiraled out of control. But I think his Champions League performances, you know, he scored three goals in three games. He uh got an assist for Salah in the previous game and it's starting to look up again. And I think it's just a matter of time before he starts finally being that 64 million player that they signed. The only thing that I have to say is very similar to Gabriel Jesus again, is the fact that he's super wasteful. Oh my God. You see a counterattack where he's at the start of it. He's got three other players to the right and he still tries to cut past the defender and shoot. And then instead of doing a simple pass to Salah, he'll do an even more complicated pass to someone else. 
And, you know, I think footballing IQ is a minus for him in that regard. It's not wasteful football IQ. He's just an idiot. But uh, obviously with confidence, with, you know, goals and assists that are coming lately, I think it'll build up towards something big. And I think Southampton, Liverpool, it's always a, usually a high-scoring game at Anfield. So, I yeah, I think that's should be why I can make a case for Darwin. Will I sign him in my FPL team? Probably not. But do I still think that he can haul and piss me off? 100%. Who do, who do you have in that attack, Kevin? Currently, I have Holland, Wilson, and DCL. Yeah, so obviously the cost is also an issue but for you. Yeah. No way, you no way you're it. doing a minus four to get him. No. No. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll get to the I just pretty soon, exactly. But... I just don't want to keep going minus regardless. So that's okay. that's another thing. But also, uh... also, I think Kevin is uh, worried about his uh, temper issues. Kevin is always really high on uh, not picking players that have uh, temperamental yeah, no, issues, no, no, no. like he's... he's mentioned the last few weeks. I remember Kimo made fun of him last week that he always brings up the temper of. Yeah, players, he did. So. Yeah, but look at <laughs> yeah, but it happens. Look at Lewandowski just yesterday got sent off for no reason. Yeah. Temper issues. That's what you I'm should. Saying. You should say sorry to Pedri. You cursed him on the WhatsApp and he scored. I just said he had to learn how to shoot, and then he did in like a split second. So I'm very happy. We won. Yeah, yeah. You owe, you owe him an apology. But but uh, back to back to Darwin. I uh, I don't know. I think he's he's stopping the collective work at Liverpool. Like he's not like a team player, but. I, I think he's explosive somehow if Liverpool plays well. The thing is, Liverpool is not playing well. They go one game very well, one game down, one game very well, one game down. So um, you mentioned something, Matthias, about his overperforming, something like that to me on WhatsApp or something. Uh, Darwin, yeah, that was the point I was going to make. Uh, so you can see in the pros and cons section, it says lethal last season. He scored... Uh, I think 22 goals from around 16 XG last season uh, with Benfica. So yeah. last, like a year ago, he had no issues converting his chances, but it just seems like he's gotten off to the wrong uh, start with Liverpool. And I think he, he can score way better than he has so far. So he's been like a expected goals monster so far, but he hasn't scored that many goals still. But I think that might change uh, real quick. And like, I think that's common among content creators for FPL that we're all expecting Darwin at some point to get a major haul, but it's just a mm-hmm. question of when he's going to get it. So I think I think Kevin might be onto something here with Southampton home. And obviously uh, the cost is an issue. That's probably why Kevin can't get him, I, I guess, because Kevin needs to sell Calvert Lewin, as we'll see. And if Darwin was the same price, he he would be a great option, but he's a bit more expensive. So I, I don't know. That's the only issue with him. But I think if you have the money, then he's definitely someone I would consider personally as well. So, yeah. Uh, you make a great case from Kevin, and now it's chemo with one final case to be made. You have the unfortunate position of being number three this week, but you've picked a Leicester player that is not Madison. So tell me about your pick, chemo. <laughs> you, you just answered what, I, what what was my thinking. A, a pick that is not Madison because Ma- Madison is, is pretty popular. I think if you if you would go for one player from Leicester, everybody would go Madison. And if you want like one week punt just to, to be like a differential, I think I would go for Barnes. He scored like a really beautiful goal last week. The thing is, he's, he played 90 minutes, I think, last night. Uh, or like he played a lot of minutes last night, but 
he's a bit differential, low ownership, and he scores. Nobody else in, in Leicester score goals. It's either Madison or Barnes. Vardy scored two goals yesterday. Might be <laughs> someone to, to look at, but I think it's just for me, this fixture has a lot of goals, and yeah, he can be cheeky from the from the wing, scoring one or assisting. So the stats are not bad, really. Seven seven shots in the box, and if you look at Darwin, which is a stats man, only four four shots in the box, um, more than him. So he he's really decent. I I bought him so many times in the last two years. He got me some goals here and there. So yeah. I, I wouldn't go Madison anyway, just if I want to climb up the ranks. But for me, speaking about Madison, he would be the first name on my sheet after the after the deadline, like when I do the unlimited transfer thing. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mark, mark, mark my words, and I'm absolutely not, I'm not gonna, break. and I'm not gonna sell him ever again. I think so. Okay. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll see about that's, that. You, that's that's one it. statement you can just like rewind the video <laughs> in that episode and then get it one um, back after the season ends. Yeah. Yeah, I have a different player that I or different midfielder that I have the same thoughts about, but I'll get to that pretty soon in our okay. weekly wildcard draft. But yeah. just to mention it as uh, again, the players that are exempt are the popular players in FBL, and Madison is too popular to be picked as like a one week punt type of player. This this is like a list for players that you might not have in your team already. So that's why we have Barnes uh, as one of the options. But yeah, I think all these these three players are pretty good options. If you if you're one of those people who have saved your wildcard until this week, then obviously you can bring in all three if you want to. Uh, but yeah, uh, not that many people have a wildcard wildcard left. But we're still gonna do our weekly wildcard draft because it's not just about uh, if you have a wildcard. It's also about which players are the most important to have in your team currently. And also, this will also serve as sort of like a free hit draft. If you have a free hit, or, or you shouldn't use your free hit, but like I said, if you have your wildcard left, this is like the team you should get for one week only, uh, pretty much. Uh, so you can just start going through the team. I already mentioned Holland, assuming he's healthy, he should be your number one priority to get in. If you don't have him, if you're like me, sold him, you should get him. If you have him in your team, you should keep him and captain him, probably. Yeah. If he's healthy and ready to play. Salah, Kevin picked Salah with number two pick. Can't really go wrong with that either. Scored two goals against Spurs. He's been uh, informed lately. Kimo always rags about Liverpool being bad and this and that, but Salah's been scoring left and right lately. There's no reason to doubt the Egyptian king. Yeah. Not even for the Egyptian prince, Kimo. Six six goals in the in the in in uh, sixteen games. Really terrible score. Yeah, but he's he's picking it up lately, and especially also yeah. in the Champions League. So he's he's on my team. He's on my team. But uh, but if I would, I would have replaced him with De Bruyne, which he is on fire and guaranteed yeah. to. We'll see. Assist. We'll see when we come yeah, to the yeah, future plans if you are that strong about Salah or De Bruyne. But yeah. we'll get to that uh, once again. Kimo has picked a premium Spurs asset. Like I said, with Liverpool being bad lately, uh, you can definitely say the same for Spurs. They've been yeah. on a downwards trajectory, but. Kane has still, to be fair to him, has scored consistently lately. So, but yeah, just take me through why are you so keen on all the Spurs assets every week, Kimo? If you if you remove Holland, I think from the Premier League this season, and if you look at the stats of Harry Kane, I think twelve or eleven goals this season. Something I think like I think I think eleven goals. I I think the whole world would be speaking about the best season of. Kane's career and so and they're playing against Leeds mm-hmm. conceding three times from Bournemouth playing <laughs> play, playing against Spurs it's it's an open game <clears throat> I think 
before the break, everybody would be like less tactical, just the last game of the season before going to the World Cup. So many players have have a head on the vacation and so on. I think I think it will be open game. Ken will score. I think so. I think he's a he's a he's a decent pick and he having an he's having an, an extraordinary season. Yep. I just, I just want to check how, how many goals he has yep. uh, so so far. I think it's eleven goals. So, yeah, and really good and consistent. So, yeah, 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 I can't really fault that pick either. But seeing as we have Holland, Kane, and Salah already, it's not going to be that many or that much no. transfer funds left. So, no. I'm just going to go with a safe pick for my for the fourth pick, my second pick, and that is Kieran Trippier, who's been an absolute FPL legend this whole season. I've had him this whole season, he's been like one of my few bright, bright spots. His value has risen from 5.0 to 5.8. So if you don't have him already, he's more expensive now, but he's still worth the price. He still gets returns pretty much every single week. I think in the last like seven or eight game weeks, he has returned every game week except for one, I think, against Spurs, uh, coincidentally. But yeah, Trippier is just amazing. Um, next yeah. is uh, Kevin, picked uh, Trossard, who we briefly mentioned earlier, but we've also talked about previous weeks as well but kevin trossard why Uh, trossard is just uh, an essential player for deserbi and um plays really attacking is constantly in the box constantly creating chances constantly just all over the shop i mean it wouldn't surprise me if he somehow uh, sneaks his way into a starting position for belgium in the world cup because he's just been so stellar for brighton and i know that uh, um Roberto Martinez, um, former Everton, uh, was very high on him as well too. So I think um, it's Trossard's season. It's a, it's classic, you know, for someone with an expiring contract to play so well because now all top clubs want him. And yeah, I think Trossard specifically has a point to prove, and I think it's just an easy choice. Yeah. That's fair enough. I'm also a big fan of Trossard, and the Serbi said recently that he doesn't need a new striker in January because he already has Trossard and Welbeck to play hey. that position. So he's gonna play further forward than he has. Who, who said that? The Serbi. The Serbi. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice, nice. Man. Speaking of uh, Kimo Scheinlinder, he also picked uh, Almiron. We spoke a lot <laughs> about Almiron last week. None of us have him in our squads. I. Obviously, should have had in my squad if it wasn't for the server issues before gimmick fourteen. But hey, that's it's, just how it is. It's a stubbornness. I don't. I don't want to talk about him. He he's scoring so fucking yeah. Almiron is in the form of his life, so it makes sense for him to be in the squad, even though they play Chelsea. But Chelsea haven't been that good lately either, so it makes yeah. sense. Kulusevski, I just made the case for him. I don't need to make the case for him yet again. Uh, ben Rama, that's someone we haven't mentioned so far this game week, and Kevin has been pretty. Uh, well, negative about West Ham, but you still picked Benrahma. So why did you go with Benrahma, Kevin? Yeah, because Benrahma is the only good thing about West Ham lately. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, um, I'm sure he's not happy with everything that shook down with the World Cup. And um, yeah, I think he's been, it's been sort of like a Moise hasn't really rated him ever throughout his uh, time at West Ham. And now he's proving to everyone that actually... There's a reason why he was such a highly rated player and he's scoring. I think he's just a nice differential pick. Yeah. Spe- speaking about a man on form, I think I think he's, he's in really good form. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, for sure. And it's also multi costly. He's 5.5, I think. So we don't have that much funds left, like I said, with Kane, Holland, and Salah. So Benrama is a cheap punt next to Almiron for the same price. Pretty good duo there of uh, informed players. And then for the next two picks, uh, Kimo chose Ben White and I picked Gabriel Magalash, doubling up on Arsenal defense. Makes sense to me. They've been really good defensively yeah. lately. And uh, they have a decent fixture against Wolverhampton, who is one of the worst teams in terms of scoring goals, even though they scored two goals last week against uh, our goalkeeper, Raya. But enough about that. We move on to the final striker. Kevin made a case for Bournemouth against Everton uh, just uh, not too long ago, a couple of minutes ago. Uh, so Solanke, another cheap option. Finally, we're succumbing to Solanke. We've all been pretty critical of him, but one match against Everton... Go for it, I guess, if you don't have money to get a more expensive yeah. striker. Speaking about Kevin, he disappeared, but <laughs> Kevin has is having some technical issues this uh, podcast, but he's trying to. Has, fix his he camera. has to happen. Has to happen. He's he's been ghosting uh, on and off, but uh, yeah, it's, not, it's um, not a big it's not a big a big deal. But uh, um, Castania, yes. yes. Speaking about one one week punt, I think I think he's one of the most attacking right backs in the Premier League when he's on form. And he's he's so he's the one guy that can score like one or two goals suddenly out of the blue. So if you if you would gamble with a wild card, I know that so many people have their wild card hasn't been played yet. So if you have a wild card, I think I would go with Castagna. I would I would start him over over White or Gabriel this week. Okay. Yeah. Or either even over over Solanke or someone else, maybe as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Anyways, we're doubling up with the uh, ward. Finally, he's the number one goalkeeper, not the number two goalkeeper. He's always been the second thought, always been on my bench, on every one of our benches, really, and scored a lot of points on the bench, which hasn't helped us at all. But this week, we put faith in him against West Ham. So he's going up against Ben Rama, but I guess he could save a penalty from Ben Rama, potentially. Yeah. But we'll see with uh, Ward. And then the last two picks again Bueno, backup, Everson, backup, in case Ward is injured for some reason. So that's our weekly wildcard draft or our, well, Rehit sort of suggestion uh, with some pretty expensive players to start with and some cheap alternatives if you don't have that much money. So that is it for the weekly wildcard draft. We'll look ahead to our game week 16. Who, who, is, uh, who is the name of the player that you would buy him once and, once and forever? As you can see in my potential moves, I'm already Trossard, considering bringing him in, and it is Leandro Trossard. I have professed my love for Trossard plenty of times. Like I just said, Deserbi yeah. has said that he's uh, one of his strikers, so he's going to be playing out of position. Yeah, He's just been amazing pretty much all season. He hasn't performed in my team when I had him against Nottingham Forest, but he's been uh-huh. so good. I, I think he's going to go to a big six team uh, in the summer. So I'm expecting big things from Trossard already this week. Um, so that's why I'm considering doing the double move because I need I need to get Holland. If he's starting, I need to get Holland in as captain. I'm even going to do a minus four or yeah, minus four transfer hit to bring him in because he'll be my captain. Mm. Uh, so if Holland is starting, I'm gonna have to sell Kevin De Bruyne rather than Salah. I have more faith in Salah than KDB, um, just because I, I feel like. With Holland in, I'm already covered in terms of Man City. Uh, Kim was made this point as well in the group chat and when we talked before the podcast that you want to be covered in terms of both Liverpool and Man City. That makes sense. If I have Holland captain, I should just have Salah as the second option rather than KDB. Yeah. 
I can easily see uh, Holland getting a lot of points uh, and KDB getting nothing, but I can't really see KDB getting nothing in Holland or KDB getting a lot of points and yeah, Holland, yeah, getting, yeah. Holland yeah. getting nothing if they're both starting. So that's you why never, it makes more you sense. Ne- to you me. never know. You know, it's so difficult to see KDB blanking on that form. It's it's I really. Diff- I I don't see KDB blanking, but I still think Salah is the better option. So that's why I've gone with. Selling oh. KDB to fund Holland rather yeah. than the other way around. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So so if uh, if Salah blanks and KDB does does something, it's it's, it's so typical, isn't it? But it's, it's yeah. ha- but, it ha- it had happened many many times this season that once you see Salah has form, he's he got back to what the real Salah is, and then you have high hopes, and you might even captain or whatever, and then he will blank. Yeah, I don't know. It's so difficult. It's so difficult to expect Liverpool for two or three stable games in a row, exclude the Champions League. I'm sorry, Premier League is something else. Kimo, in regards to all that, just going with the eyeball test, both Salah and Holland, eyeball test wise, both look better than KDB in that regard, right? Because like Holland looked so much better in the game against uh, Fulham. And KDB yeah. did in way less minutes. Yeah, but way my way point, my point, Kevin is is I think is about Liverpool. Liverpool is as a team is sure is, they are not stable. You know what I mean? They they play one good game. Everybody thought about after Bournemouth game, nil n- uh, nine zero, and then they are back. Sure. And then and then they disappointed again, and then they won against Chelsea. Okay, Salah is back. Liverpool is back. And then they got beaten twice from Leeds and Nottingham. Sure. So fine, but it doesn't change the fact that Salah has been out of, you know, on fire and back to his normal self. He's been he's been good the whole season. Yeah. I think so. Okay, but he's, he's showing a lot of determination and sharpness. And so he, when he played on the wing, he he's lethal. He's dangerous. He's one of the top five players on the world anyway. So so you expect them to do well each and every game. But the thing is, it depends on the system where they play, how they play as a team. Are they on focus or the formation they are playing? So sometimes Klopp does something. I think he's getting closer to... I think Klopp is getting closer to a formation where Darwin is happy and effective. Salah has happy and effective. Firmino is helping. I think also Firmino will... If I'm going to one-week punt, by the way, I forgot to mention, I will go for Minui. He, he's disappointed not choosing to be in the World Cup. So yeah. he, wants, he wants to do something. So so the link-up between Firmino dropping a little bit back and then Darwin and Salah up on top is is a little bit working. So I think Klopp is trying. So Yeah, back to my transfer plans. KDB yeah, that was out. your team. Sorry K- about that. <laughs> KDB out. Nah, fair enough. You can you can speak up anytime you want, uh, yeah. both of you guys. But yeah, KDB to Chelsea and Skamaka to Holland is what I'm thinking initially. Uh, yeah. But if if I get news that Holland isn't starting, I'm probably just going to keep it to one transfer and that's selling Skamaka. And if Holland isn't starting, then Alvarez is probably starting. So I think that would be the transfer I lean towards. Martial, you're not gonna do uh, do Martial. I, I I don't think so. Martial, if if he starts, if he's starting for come United, on. come on, you're never gonna do it. You're never gonna do it. Watch me, and I was good. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm I'm probably not gonna do it. But he's one of the other options, him or Mitrovic, if Mitrovic is fit. But 
Uh, as I, I was about to ask earlier, because uh, Mitrovic is obviously like uh, unsure in terms of his injury uh, issues. The same goes for Holland, but the difference between Holland and Mitrovic is that Holland is not playing in the World Cup, as I know, as a Norwegian yeah. guy. He's not playing in the World Cup while Mitrovic is. So yeah. do you think that will affect the team sheets this week if their players are playing in the World Cup or not? Do you think they'll be picked if they have an injury? Like After after many news, I think so. I think they will be more careful. If you have seen Benzema's performance the last three-year game weeks, he's, he's very careful uh, at each and every touch. And that affected his performance. Yeah, a thousand percent. I think um, it's been sort of like a open secret that players are very reluctant to give 100% and all this type of stuff and especially when uh, in the case of Mitrovic who's already had niggles and stuff like that Mm. 100% I think players will try and see if they can get either their minutes lowered or just not play at all. Only only one person who doesn't do that which is De Bruyne. If you see him playing Last game week, thing like running like a horse in the last in the ninety minutes or something, and he was also clashing with the goalkeeper at one of the and one of the balls, and it was so dangerous. You know what I mean? Could have like hit yeah. head to head or something like that. So I think the Bruyne is is a different. Uh, that, that's why he's a world class player. But I think yeah, I agree with you, Matthias and uh, and Kevin. Yeah, yeah. So that's basically my plans. I. I have considered not bringing in Holland even if he is starting just because I have faith in Salah as the captain. But... You don't dare. <laughs> you don't dare. That's the biggest pile of bullshit it's, I've heard in a while. It's, it's Brentford and, and I've read like City have scored 70 goals in the last yeah. blah 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 game that's, week. That's, that's exactly that's exactly yeah. it. Like I'm, I'm imagining City scoring a lot of goals. So yeah, Especially suddenly... Holland. You know, one theory for me, Matthias, sorry about interrupting. One theory from me about Holland, like he's not going to the World Cup. And yeah. Yeah. and I think if I were him, I would love to be remembered before going to the World Cup. Just do like some good final goodbye game before all the attention yeah. and all the lights go uh, being stolen from me and go to the World Cup. So I, I think he will go fucking crazy if he starts. Yeah. yeah. So I, like, uh, yeah, Kevin. Yeah, sorry. No, I totally agree with that because people are sort of sleeping on him lately. So yeah, he, yeah, he needs yeah. to make a statement game. And I think yeah. this is the one. Yeah. yeah I a think final so. a final hat trick at home before he leaves. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Why not? Would you triple captain him? Would but you triple captain him? No, I'm waiting with triple captain until I get a double game week. Okay. Uh, it's okay. always my Fair always enough. my policy. I've wanted to triple captain him so many times this year, but it's always oh you gotta wait for the double no, game week. This is yeah. this is not and you get injured. <laughs> No. <laughs> or people bench him. I mean, Kevin and I have a former, well, one of the guys who stayed at Kevin's flat after his birthday, James, who's playing his first time in NFL this season. He triple captain Holland this year, and it was against Liverpool when he got two points. So that, yeah. that's what you get for triple captaining Holland in a single game. His number, so. yeah. So, okay. <laughs> or yeah. you triple captain him against United at home, and then he got yeah. the hat trick. And you know what? I'm I'm still I'm still living on the dream of. Travel captaining De Bruyne last year with four goals and one assist. Oh my fucking god, that was a beautiful feeling. <laughs> I, 
I'd rather not transfer Holland in than triple captain him in a single game week when he's going to have double game weeks coming up. Yeah, so okay. Move on. Move I'll, on. Die, I'll die on that hill. But anyways, yeah. that was enough with my team. Let's move on to Kevin's plans because you obviously have Holland and Foden still because he didn't do the transfers during your hairdresser section last uh, last game week. Of course, and I already done two transfers anyway, so I would have gone minus eight, which, which would have been stupid anyway. So... Uh, yeah, I guess in terms of potential moves, uh, all of a sudden Lampard's like, DCL, it'll be a sh- shocking surprise if he plays this weekend. And I'm like, what, we're meant to play Maltai again? Should I bring Maltai in? Is that a potential move? No, no, God, no. So I guess my potential moves are, depending on whether Holland plays or not or starts or is injured, if not... I'll just do a simple move, DCL Jesus, because I can afford it. And I think Jesus away against Wolves. It's not the best game. It's not the worst game. It's a nice send-off for him to go to the World Cup because at the end of the day, he needs to show that he is the starting striker for Brazil. And in Brazil, Jesus is not rated as a striker because he's constantly not playing in these championship games that Brazil have played in with both Copa Americas and etc so i think jesus wants to make a statement this is the game to do so and in regards to whether if holland's injured kane and alvarez for dcl on holland makes so much sense because alvarez as matthias knows since his river plate days i've been singing his praises and i wanted him to be signed by barcelona for 20 million back in january uh, a year or two ago so i yeah i think alvarez can score easily two goals against Brentford and I think Kane can also just go absolutely ham but um, it all depends on the Erling news so I have to wait and see. Yeah I just have one question in terms of if Holland is not playing and you do the second option with Kane and Alvarez in uh, who would you captain that game week? Salah 100%. So still Salah 100%. I still still think all three of them are good choices it's just because I I'm just going on form and Salah's, you know, he's, he's the man of the hour currently. Um, so, yeah, I think that's why I think I'd pick him. And also because uh, I reckon regardless of Southampton getting a new manager or not, they're going to get pumped. Yeah. You know, looks like you disagreed. No, I, I, I don't disagree. I just, I don't feel like Salah is, is a man of the hour. I just didn't get three Premier League games from Salah where he is scoring. He scored six goals, guys. Come on. Six goals, that's like less than Mitrovic, less than Ivan Toni, less than so, Almiron. <laughs> so, you... less than Foden. Okay, just sorry to interrupt. If yeah. you had done Salah to Almiron, you'd be like, yes, you know, I've been getting some Almiron things. But if you didn't have him last week, you'd be the first person to break your phone. No, I, I I know his record his record uh, against Tottenham. He scored like a lot of goals, and I know yeah. that there's an open game. And Conti and Klopp commented about their style of play previously, and so on. So um, I I knew hundred percent that he will score. But the thing is, before before this game of Tottenham, he scored four goals. So he scored around uh, forty or like thirty percent of his goals the last game week in, in the Premier League. I, I am playing the Premier League, uh, the Premier League game. I don't care about his performance in the Champions League. They are playing against different teams, different circumstances. So he didn't score consistency, uh, like in a consistent way 
for three games in a row. That's that's my point. I'm not gonna captain Salah, not even a vice uh, a vice captain for, for sure. But I okay. will be supporting him like hell to to score and make like an impact before the World Cup as well. And I, I really wish him to do good. He, he's he's been having a lot of uh, dreams and hopes and personal records. Uh, targets this season after a disappointment of not reaching the World Cup or winning the AFCON or and uh, getting away suddenly to the shadow for the Golden Bo- like the Palon um, d'Or and so on. So he wanted to do much better season. That's what I expected him. But again, it's a problem. It's not in Salah and his mentality. He's a monster. It's just Liverpool is not stable team. We'll see. Well, Saturday is not uh, it's not so far, and um, but I really I'm really jealous of Foden starting and you having him in your team without doing transfer. That's you you're a much better position than than me and, uh, and Matthias actually. Yeah, and yeah. if you can get Kane, go for it. Def- yeah, definitely. I am I am considering what other ways to get Kane, whether uh, you know I get rid of Wilson or you know something stupid like that, like because I like majority of my team yeah uh, it's just a question of like will wilson i don't know what the situation is with wilson oh. currently if things have gone better or worse because if he's not going to play against chelsea and jolinton who i don't think made it could play striker blah blah blah, blah. no i don't think so chris but, wood <laughs> yeah oh yeah chris wood scored yeah exactly sorry yeah chris wood chris wood could come in and do the job and and if that's the case you know yeah i mean currently i feel like this game week it matters but it also doesn't in some strange way in the sense of like we're all going to be changing our teams next week so i might as well do maybe a cheeky punt and kane doesn't seem like the worst option especially at home against the leads only thing is you'd have to do a minus four to get kane in so if you're not selling holland assuming he's Starting like if if Holland is benched, and you're selling him fine. But if Holland is starting, you have to do a minus four and sell. Probably I don't know. I don't know who you could sell even to afford Kane for DCL. So I think that's an issue doing a minus four when you can only get one game week of returns from him. I don't know. Taking hits at the moment seems like a waste for me. I've been taking hits too liberally this season. And that's something I'm trying to cut back on. But yeah. Anyways, that's my final suggestion for you. Uh, probably stay away from minus four hits. Even though Kane has a good fixture. Uh, yeah. He what if he, make what if he scores points. too? Okay, yeah. Don't, don't listen to Matthias. Yeah. <laughs> Strikers and Matthias. Striker advice on Matthias. Do, don't mix. Don't listen to Matthias. <laughs> sure, go, sure. go for Kane, Kevin. If you can, go for Kane. But yeah, I want you to do bad anyway, so... Yeah. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I could be having your season instead. Yeah, yeah. Oof, we'll see about that. Let's see what Kimo's plans are to. Uh, oh, look at that! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 like the headache. That's like the Erling news. That's like the Erling news. I have so many plans. Every single plan of them depends on the Erling news. I'm gonna be in Egypt, so I'm going to Egypt this Friday. Traveling to Egypt at Friday, arriving at Saturday midnight around two a.m. or something. So the next day, I decided in the morning, I'm going to meet some of my friends. We'll go to the pyramids around the deadline. So what I'm going to do will be in front of the pyramids, parking a car, really hot, sunny, nice weather, refreshing my phone to get an early team news and trying to uh, either most likely 
having Holland in my team, captaining him, and wish that Foden is starting, then I will still KDB, have Foden, and then cover the city midfield. If Holland is not starting, then I will be definitely keeping Alvarez. Sorry about that. And I will be selling Sikmaka for, for Darwin. Or Yeah, that would be perfect. That would be perfect scenario. And I, I want Madison. I want so many things. But uh, again, it depends. I'm not moving Saka or Martinelli, Trossard, Cancelo, Trebi. Uh, just about shuffling up Alvarez, Sikmaka, De Bruyne, based on the team news. So... I really, really wish that Holland is not playing so I can keep Alvarez and, and buy Foden. Yeah. But I don't want to see Sakamaka in my team. Yeah. I think, obviously, you can see the potential moves on the right there. The top one is if Foden and Holland are both starting, you'll bring them both in. If only Holland is starting, you'll bring in Madison rather than Foden. And the point of contention here is if you rather sell KDB or Salah. Salah. Obviously, oh. if, if you're bringing in Foden, obviously you have to sell KDB because you'd have too many City players. Yeah. But if you're not bringing in Foden, you can choose between Salah and KDB. So, Kimo, yeah. you've been a bit like... Me and Kevin are big Salah supporters. So you, the Egyptian, has been more hmm, wishy-washy in terms of Salah versus KDB. But I, I love Salah. I love Salah. Just Liverpool. But <laughs> I, I, think, I, think, I think City has more potential to to knus uh, Brentford, like to 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 crush to, in a region, yeah. crush, yeah, that's a Norwegian word of crush Brentford. I think so. Yeah. So you, yeah. so you're still. If Foden is not starting, you're going to sell Salah or you're going to sell KDB? No, I'll, I'll sell KDB. So okay. So you you keep making your arguments for keeping KDB, <laughs> and then you say you're going to sell him. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, because because I'm I'm speaking theoretically of what yeah, I see in reality, but. I know that everybody else in my mini league has Salah. I cannot risk going without them. So, so this this only particular game week, I will play it safe. I will keep Salah just because you guys have him and most of my friends have him in, in the other mini league. But so theoretically, I would be laughing when we record the next game week after after the record. I would say, do you remember that game week against Southampton? I was right. Okay, but just again, like like you said, no, you're gonna sell KDB rather than Salah. But currently, your captaincy is on KDB rather than Salah. So, yeah. are you captaining Salah then? If no, Holland because because if 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 Holland is starting, he'll be in my team, and then I'll put the captaincy on on Holland, hundred percent. Yeah, but if Holland is not in the team, you'll captain. I'll captain KDB for sure, hundred percent, rather than Salah. Even though you just said you'd sell. KDB rather than Salah. No, no. If 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 KDB is if KDB is staying in my team and Holland is not playing, and Foden is not gonna be in my team, then I will captain De Bruyne. Of course, I would love to see De Bruyne captain in my team rather than Foden. Hundred percent. Enough. So if you if you want to sell De Bruyne or Salah, you should sell uh, Salah unless you want to protect your rank in your Egyptian yeah. league. Yeah. But if you captain someone, you should captain De Bruyne rather than Salah. Absolutely, absolutely, no brainer. If if Holland is not playing, if anybody has the the Bruyne, go ahead and captain him. Fair enough. We'll see uh, the next time we do a podcast. Uh, yeah. What <laughs> happened in this no, game? We'll, week? we'll 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 be speaking on the WhatsApp. For I'll sure. be sending you my my sad or happy pictures in front of the pyramids when 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 Holland <laughs> <laughs> when Holland score. So yeah, we'll see. About it. It's gonna be intense. I hope the internet will be. Will be good in uh, in front of the pyramids when I do this, but yeah, it's something I want to do. I want to. I'm arriving really late at night. I'm gonna sleep some hours. Next day, meet some friends in the morning, take a coffee, go to the pyramids, have a good have a good yeah. time, see the game. 
Oh, not see the game inside the pyramids, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll not see the first game, but just, yeah, I miss Egypt, so I'm looking forward to go there. Yeah, uh, that leads into our outro. Until next time, that's the thing. Uh, we don't know exactly when we'll get to see our gimmick 16 scores, because Kimo will be in Egypt. Obviously, yeah. the fantasy content will take a break as well. But uh, Kevin and I, Kimo is going to get a break, uh, well-deserved vacation in uh, his yeah. uh, home country of Egypt. But Kevin and I will keep it going here with uh, the World Cup fantasy game. We're going to have uh, next Wednesday, we're going to have um, our teams and going through the groups and all that stuff, Kevin and I. So uh, look ahead for that. Um, obviously, you can do all the things. In the meantime, you can subscribe, like, share, comment, everything on YouTube and stuff. And um, we have some other platforms as well that Kevin can speak more of more about. He's the social media manager at our podcast. So yeah, go ahead, Kevin. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we still have the Instagram. We still have Twitter. You can find us on Spotify now, which has been a really cool uh, thing to be able to see. Uh, iTunes, we're just waiting on verification, but that's going to be coming up very soon and very shortly too. We're also on Facebook and uh, just expect a lot more content just going forward especially with the World Cup, there's going to be so much fun and so many things that we can talk and discuss. Uh, you know, there's just a plethora of players that we want to see do well, both from the Premier League. So because of that, we're obviously going to do a FPL sort of watch list from the players that are left in the World Cup and just to see how that will translate into their uh league matches and club matches in that regards but there's a lot of content uh all i can say is that watch the space chemo have the best time in egypt and we'll do <laughs> our best you. to make sure to keep the ship going yeah uh steering it towards the correct direction anyways thank you guys i'm gonna miss you it's it has been a pleasure i think we we've been improving every time i really enjoyed this this podcast it's it's been smooth episode we talked. We talked a lot about um, one single boring game week in a good way. So, so and I, I would have really loved to participate in the World Cup discussion. I mean, why, why do I love football in the first place? It's it's a World Cup. It's where it all starts. You know what I mean? Our passion to football and the Premier League and everything comes after. So since 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 I was a kid, my first memory of football is World Cup in '94 in the United States of America. Uh, I think the first memory I have of a game was uh, you know USA against Colombia that game uh, that Escobar or what was the name of the guy who who scored um, uh, an own goal and then he got yeah. shot yeah yeah so and then I think I got my first football T-shirt in Italy in '94 and I remember like. Romania and Sweden and some some games Bulgaria here and there and yeah. not everything in details but then you you go in the street you hear people Maradona Maradona and then this is where I fall in love with uh, with football so um, I would have loved to give some opinions here and there about uh, World Cup some international teams has been really decreased since the social media and everybody had like an access to watch the local leagues abroad so the international teams has. Uh, popularity has decreased a little bit, but I never forget that this is where it all starts. So, yeah. 
Yeah, that's fair enough. I also hope you have a nice time in Egypt. We'll definitely be in touch uh, personally. Um, Just one final thing that Kevin did mention was that you can also join our leagues. We have two mini leagues. We have one for FPL and one for World Cup Fantasy. So if you want to join our FPL mini league, you can uh, go in and enter the code, league code, which is 6IYV7U. And if you want to join World Cup Fantasy, you can join the league code there, which is RB73AUTS. So that's how you join our mini leagues. Uh, We'll be looking forward to see you there. We'll be looking forward to see you in the next few podcasts. Uh, Like you mentioned, we've uh, had like this podcast is still a work in progress. We still improve every week. And now the next FBL podcast will be over a month from now so by then i'll probably fix some of the graphics i'll look into what changes we can make it's probably going to be a way better podcast we might also start live streaming straight away after yeah. we uh, come back from the world cup looking that's forward also, to that, that's yeah. also been a goal for us to yeah. live stream the content so we have it quicker out like out quicker for you yeah. so that's also something we will look into definitely so uh yeah that's it for for now. Looking forward to see you again. World Cup Fantasy next Wednesday, me and Kevin, and then we'll be seeing Kimo around the new year uh, yeah. for FPL. Yeah. So yeah, that's it hopefully, for now. Hopefully tanned. Yeah, that's just for now for me. Good night. Yeah. See ya. Take care. And, and please see us on OnlyFans coming soon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> maybe talk. Maybe TikTok instead, but we'll see. <laughs> okay. All right. Kevin, Kevin will guys, be uh, OnlyFans with his new haircut. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Okay, cheers. See ya. Bye.